Well, Welcome to the Still Keep It 100 Podcast. I got a special guest in the building. Suit Man Motherfucking Productions, Dante. What's up, man? Man, I'm here, you know. Uh, <laughs> we back in White Center where this all started. Uh, I know half the cast. I know the other co-host. I know the executive producer. The queen, Miss Kayla Sands. Yes. Huh? <laughs> my executive producer, <laughs> Kayla Kay, in the building, of course. And my co-host, Jason Ridge Robbins. What up, guys? How you doing today? What's up, Santa? How you doing? I'm always doing good. <laughs> I'm always smiling, Anna. Not always, but I tried it. Dude, that was a fake-ass smile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, a anyway. little, I'm a little hungover today, so. Happy Sunday, everybody. We are back in the kitchen. We're cooking with the soup man. Where you been at, man? You got, you got a lot going on these days. You're uh, a hard man to get in contact with. Man, you know, they say it's not... Um, I guess my best answer for you is when you do anything, whether it's a podcast, you're mm-hmm. a rapper, you're an artist, you're a comedian, mm-hmm. it's about consistency. Mm-hmm. And so when the pandemic first hit, um, I had... We were just talking about this. I had my shows at Columbia City Theater. They were booked all the way until September. I yeah. had my uh, shows at my local bar in Ballard. They were booked all the way until December. Like, I had the whole year booked. This was before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. And the pandemic hit, and it was like, fuck, what do we do? Mm. And I had done the Black Comedy Festival in uh, February this year in Portland. Shout out to Dirty Angel Entertainment. They run the Northwest Black Comedy Festival every year. Mm. And I won Best Podcast of the the festival there as the guest, talking about my acid trips and my weed stories, (laughs) getting acid from my mom and all kinds of shit, right? Oh, yeah, you got to watch that podcast. You got to watch that podcast. Yeah, it's on. It's check out suitmancomedy.com. Go to my bio link. There's a whole bunch of different links there, and you can see the podcast. My so you set do the podcast pilot. as well? Yeah, I do all kinds of shit for people. I got okay. on somebody's drunken night out. Okay. Um, more of a personality. And so, right before this all hit, I had done a cut video mm-hmm. where they were doing your guest your education level, and so that launched right after the uh, pandemic, and I got like three million views on that mm-hmm. that video. And they were calling me Mr. Suit and the Black Seth Rogan. And, <laughs> yeah, I sound like that. I laugh like him. I look like him. Yeah, now it's all over. No, what's oh, the family guy? Yeah, yeah, no, Stewie. Yeah, Stewie. I told Kayla that. I was like, his voice is, you got a distinct voice. You really do. And, so, and it, you, know. I, you know, I did a couple of things. And yeah. when I'd done the Black Comedy Festival, I'd met my friends from Idaho, made some friends with some black comics from Idaho. Mm. And they gave me the contact information to their local clubs. And I emailed them. And the one club was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. We're going to come out in July. You'll do 4th of July. The other club was like, we like what you're doing. Let us know when you're out here. We'll get something going. Mm. Then pandemic hit. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's fucked up every day. So then, you know, in May, I did my first COVID. I did the COVID comedy cookout. I did my first special with seven black women from seven different states. Nice. Nice. Highlighted one of Seattle's hottest young black women, Tawana Buchanan. She was on there, Miss Controversy, uh, a whole bunch of other comedians from all over the country. Shout out to Tawana. And that was my first chance of producing online. Mm, and then it was like, I got to keep going. And that's why I started with, what's the word? Consistency. Uh-huh. So then I started booking once a month. I was going to do some sort of show. I was going to do something, right? Okay. And so then we did um, Labor Day Laughs. We did Fourth uh, of July. We did Fourth of July Funnies, right? Which was a month later. Right. Then we did Dark Brew and uh, no, I did Mixed and Misidentified. Mm-hmm. I did Black and Proud, which is my Black and Gay show on Zoom mm-hmm. because and it's a black That's unicorn dope. with rainbow That's hair because everybody needs representation. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. we did the All Black <laughs> Woman show. Then I did the Black and Proud show in June. 
Then we did mixed and misidentified. So all just lined up? Yeah, just doing it and kept doing it. And so the lineups that I had in person, uh -huh. I asked those people if they wanted to do it locally. And then I reached out to the national networks of comics that I knew uh -huh. and started booking national comics. Are so you, it got go real ahead, special because I did Labor Day Laughs. Uh -huh. And I got an autistic woman from Malaysia to perform. Now, if you want to talk about representation and thinking outside the box and having somebody do something that's meaningful, and then not only that, like, we talk brand, and I talk to you for a while about some of the things I've done, you're like, nigga, you're really the kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of that, you know what I mean? I've done a little bit of this. But I'm mean, you know, I'm learning, and you know... Well, no, not right like right. that. It wasn't yeah. an insult to you or brand. No, no, it's no, also, It's a self-awareness. Like, last night, I told you I did a podcast, and I came on a suit, man. I spent half the podcast talking about underground hip-hop in Seattle. Right. Because that was a, a, a avenue I was in at one time, in the lane I was in. Yeah. And so, you know all these people, and you know all these things, and so, you get, you, you're trying to do more than just slow down. Right. And so, for me, the pandemic, like I said, being about consistent, I've been doing the same things that I would have been doing in real life, uh -huh. but now I've expanded Every okay. show has a person, a comic from a different time zone now, and at least one international comic. Now, Suitman's been seen in Malaysia, UK, Australia. This always pandemic, each time. he found a way to make it a, a, a blessing in disguise. Basically. And then with the whole Boise thing, they ended up wanting us to come out. And in August, I came out out of nowhere and was just going to show up. And they're like, fuck it, do a show. There's four of us, five of us we call the Light Brights. We're like Voltron. We're all mixed comedians, right? So we got together and did that show and like crushed it. Right. And so I've been in Boise once a month since then. So I did a show August 11th, did a show September 20th, I did a show October 24th, and now I'm going back next week into Boise. So are you, are you, um, doing your shows via like social distancing uh how are you going about doing that so in boise it's it's social distancing we clean the mic every time uh -huh. um i did something that was even more of a challenge so i'm suit man those of you watching live see i'm always wearing a suit i get dressed for this shit i bring it yeah you really got a go. suit on and the socks and the socks watch yeah you got, clip, i posted the video shoes you know what i mean uh -huh. and so when i did boise last time i had scheduled an online black comedy show my dark group Go. But I was also doing Dark Brew in Boise. Okay. So I actually recorded the show and hosted it from the comedy club that I was doing my live show at after. Not only did I do that, but since I'm suit man, guess how many suits I brought? How many? A few of them. Two, because I'm doing two shows. <laughs> so we did a wardrobe change in between, nigga. That's what I'm talking about. Change clothes. Here we go. You understand? But it's it's like branding, you know. What right. are you doing to, to be better? What are we doing, right? Yeah, let's all hand sanitize. Yeah, let's let's go all ahead be, and do that. Let's make quick. sure we do it one more time, right? And I don't know what these guys been touching on lately. Uh, not just myself today. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be touching. I don't want to know what you've been touching. Well, <laughs> hey, does she have all her teeth this time? <laughs> <laughs> she never does. Summer Wait teeth. She, she got summer wardrobe and summer teeth. You was fucking with somebody that had no teeth. This what, guy, what, interesting, because I mean, he just said some shit that I didn't even know about. Hey, mind your business, man. Like, it's white center. <laughs> white you know center. what I mean? It's white center. It's white center. White center. I mean, white center huh? At 2 a.m., blowjobs, you take them where you can get them, right? I'm glad I moved to Des Moines. Basically. It don't get no better out there, but white center, creepy white center. Get up, get up to fucking Pack Highway. You get the same oh, service. I, I ride that street every motherfucking day. <coughs> it's lit out there. <coughs> at 1 a.m. too. The Players Club is out there. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a show there for a while. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I was like, nah. No, I'm not good. <laughs> it's not my speech. But that's the thing. It's like what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm focusing on is is being right. non-white male comedy. Mm. And a lot of people take that offensive. 
And I don't mean a lot Why? of people, a lot of white guys do, because that's bullshit, so I can't be on your show. And it's like, it's no, it you can't. <laughs> yeah. And the idea is, is, is that as a comedian, you go to open mics, and mm. I brought guests with me to open mics, mm. and I don't make dick jokes. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't make rape jokes, right? I got one joke that, you know, I talk about something yeah, rape borderline. Yeah, borderline. But it's not, not right. you know, I'll, I'll tell the joke You've had quick. people that tell rape jokes? Oh, yeah, all the time. That's the <laughs> But that's, but that's the white comics, you know, it depends on the area, right? Yeah. And so when I do that's all black... That's where you black... think that got creamy white center from. That exactly. That guy that was doing Paradise Comedy. And yeah, yeah, I've been there. You've seen me there. at yeah. my fucking kid's school. Okay, you know what, what I'm talking about. Creamy white center. Yeah, oh, you talk, you know, oh, I love him. That's my buddy. But you're talking about he was uh, doing, he was a substitute teacher at the goddamn school. But, What's this school okay, down here? Okay, so let me tell you my I ain't joke. Gonna put it up, I'm gonna tell mind. you my joke. Yeah. So this this is the joke that, that gets gets people. So I do a joke. It's Winlar. That's who you're talking about. The guy who plays the ukulele. <laughs> exactly. Why not? He's one of my performers. If you go to my shows, Winlar's on my shows. He makes a joke about jacking off to the crowd. It is what it is. Who gives a fuck? If you're a substitute teacher, you have to put you yourself still, in a different. There's two different times, modes. Right, right now, I'm suit man. Right? Uh, there's certain jokes you're not going to hear that we were just talking about off mic because now I am suit man and I am brand. <laughs> right? That's real life. And if you can't handle, I, if you can't separate the two, that's kind of your fault. I mean, you're kind of. I get. I get look, it. I you're get. Questioning it. when you go and pick your kid up, he's like, "That's." Hey, so I'm going to tell you the joke I tell. Go ahead. So I, so I, I, I used to be a college professor, but really? I don't fit the description. So my white students tackle me. I wouldn't necessarily me. say that. But, uh, but it's, a, it's a joke, remember? So oh, okay, listen. okay, okay, okay. So my white right, student, right. students heckle me. They'd say shit like the floor's been swept, the garbage's been taken out. <laughs> right. But I found a way to get back at them. Since I have a master's degree, mm -hmm. I tell all my white students to call me master. Mm -hmm. Now, I was a pretty good college teacher. This is where it gets fucked up. Mm -hmm. So people ask me that same question. They're like, why don't you teach high school or middle school or elementary school? Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's one reason. Yeah, it's quite simple. I like to fuck my students, and that's kind of frowned upon at those other institutions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're at least 16 uh, and in running start. You can get a permission <laughs> slip for that. I mean, they're at, they're community college students. They need extra credit to graduate. Why are you mad at me? I, now, listen, that's a joke. Right? <laughs> Did you see his face? They both laugh, right? It's a joke. It's a I joke. Know. I know. And it the is. premise of the joke is that I teach at college. They're adults, right? So if I fuck my students, they're over 18, right? But, <laughs> right, now, that's my flag. one, that's, that's he's having a flag, no, none of my, none of my hey, sets get flagged. It's a but joke. Here's no, the, it's a joke. Here's you what we're getting. You gotta separate real life and jokes. It's and that's why I said, but, but there's a difference, yeah, but this world's too damn there's sexy. a difference between that and a rape joke. Right. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Absolutely. other part is when people go, oh, so you fuck your students? I go, I had Miss Letourneau. I wish she would have fucked me. And then there's oh, even that. So, yeah, I went to show it. I would have ran them back in the day. I'm not even going to lie to you, right? I would have ran them back. I ain't going to lie. I know. I know I Billy ran. and Who's Fly the other and, chick yeah, that the, she she went overseas and got locked up? Amanda Knox? I would have yeah. knocked her too. But again, oh, yeah. she stayed over there by uh, the fucking Roxy Lane's. So when yeah. we do these shows, right, and I, I do these comedies and I do these spaces, you can push the <laughs> limit with a joke like that, mm -hmm. but you can't make this joke. This is a joke I heard. So this is where I'm not going to say the name, right? Mm -hmm. But the the manager of a club in Pierce County. <laughs> Right? You just gave away the basically, name. Basically, because I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck it. 
and fuck most of the people that follow him. I could really give a shit because the type of comedy they talk about is what we're about. We're, we're complaining about. Mm -hmm. So the guy's up there, and he said, "I met a cop once, and he said he got fired." And I was like, "What'd you do? Shoot a black guy?" That's not funny. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And the it other black guy that was right in the now. bar at the time looked yeah. at me and was like, yeah. and left. Yeah. And the only reason why I didn't leave is because I was performing after him. Right? Yeah. That's not funny. And he's like, well, that's the only way you get fired. And all the little cronies wanted to laugh. And so when you tell jokes like that as the manager of a club, mm. then the other white dudes think, oh, we can do that shit. We can be edgy comedians because the manager's that kind of way. They're never doing edgy and just being disrespectful. And that's the, that's the problem we have in like, Especially out here in Seattle, we have no black comedy clubs. Shout out to Nate Jackson, he's opened one. But that's not, not going to be a local black comedy club. Mm. He built a $4 million establishment. He's not looking to book me. <laughs> yeah. He's looking to bring in some real comedians. Right. And there's no insult well, to that. who's to say that you can't No, that no, no it's the truth because I'm not a draw. If you okay. book me, I'm not drawing you're people. Not, you book Chris you're not Rock. Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Hart. yeah, I'm not Kevin Hart. I'm not. But that's the respect of it. Okay. I'm in the minor leagues right now. You know what I mean? It's okay. like saying, yeah. you rap, great. You're great in Seattle, but you really think we're going to book Show Word Center for you? But you got to think higher level. Uh, he Eventually. does, but he I'm does. in year two. year two. I know this don't seem like year two, but no, this no, is year you, two. You obviously got something going on. But that's what I mean, is you got to know your high, pecking order. He thinks high of himself, but he right. just, he's realistic right oh, now. My he's that's the only thing I want to make no, sure. No, 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 no. I know one day, but that's also not my vision. Okay. So me as a producer, my vision is different, and it's. I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. Because so many of these comedians, so many of these entertainers, rappers, whatever you want to talk, podcast people, even, we talked about this, they want to be the best and the biggest and make money. No, I have a vision of what I want to be. I want to be the master of the minor leagues. I will, 25 years from now, still be booking shows with 10 comedians that are fresh and raw, and they're giving me their 10 best minutes. I will never produce a show with Chris Rock. I will never produce a show with... Kevin Hart. I will never. None of those people. That's yeah. not my drive. My yeah. drive isn't to book people who have made it. My drive will always to be harvesting and giving opportunity yeah. to those. And I catapult those guys to the next. I level like possibly. that. I like that. And like when that that's too. your vision, like that. that's different than saying I want to be the funniest or I want to be the baddest. No, I want to create a space where I'm plucking people that are earning. So it. is it harder at that point, and you don't get like recognized as much? No, as it's you, actually easier. It's easier. Because what I'm finding is getting on. You the, don't care about the glorification. You're just. I'm getting. Passion it. He's yeah. getting it. I don't. I don't. I don't have to brag anymore. Okay. I don't have to. When I get in this room and I get around people I know, and there's a new person in the room and other people know me, well, I start talking about what I'm doing, and then the person's co-signing like Kayla was, and you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah and it's not bragging at that yeah, point. Yeah. Is well, I've done this and I've done that, and like I didn't even tell you I do Def Comedy Jam. And you're gonna be like, I've heard of that. No, you His haven't. His resume gets longer it's, and longer. It's D-E-A-F. <laughs> I do deaf comedy. We translate it for deaf and hearing oh, audience. Like oh, comedy. shit. That's what made me seem like a genius to everybody. That's I know, dope. right? That's dope. That just went over everybody's head. Yeah. I gotta say that again. <laughs> I do a show I'm called like, Deaf, deaf Comedy like, Jam. Shit, I'm about to go back yeah, and look that's at the, the play, <laughs> That's the play on words. So okay. I'm deaf in one ear. I'm partial deaf. Really? Yeah, I've had ear surgery. I, I had a whole stapedectomy. Okay. So I can't, I don't hear that well. It's also why and I'm for loud. The, for layman dummy terms, explain that. So your stapes bone is the big bone in your ear, and I had that replaced. Mm. So I don't hear as well. So imagine the density of uh, Teflon is a lot denser than bone. Mm. So in order for it to shake, it takes more for it to shake. So I don't hear as well. Do you get so, vibrations at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, okay. It sucks. So no I decided. To, no, I mean, fuck you. 
Okay. I'm just what? asking him that. That wasn't Pride. a joke. I'm young. I'm 38. <laughs> I don't want a fucking hearing aid. Fuck this. Hey, you got fucking pride. stilts in your shoes? You got platforms? He's, <laughs> fuck, he's still trying <laughs> to hit six door. foot. He <laughs> want to talk about my hearing. Now we're I'm talking about the midget. You. Fuck I'm him. We don't you. see no fucking earpiece. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him again. I just probed the fuck out of him. That shit hurt. We're We're moving on. Next right. subject. So I started a show called Deaf Comedy Jam. You want to talk Who about we Apache translate? Yeah, we got an Apache here. Not even Indian. He just got an Apache beard. Yeah. Hey, fuck him, oh, man. Zoom in on that forget. shit. I got, I got that was. I wasn't trying to do that. I was asking the logical I'm not even that much. I got. I got to turn the camera. Down. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't got to make it feel bad. That's when I love fucking with people. But I did the show Deaf Comedy Jam, and it was about creating space for you know a hearing and a deaf audience. Right. And you do something like that, you think outside the box. Deaf Comedy Jam isn't for one comedian, it's an experience. Okay. Do you understand I can tour with Deaf Comedy Jam across the nation and I can pluck comics locally to do the show? And if I get one or two decent comics to come with me and maybe a headliner, you're giving people an amazing experience? If you know somebody deaf, where can you go with them and enjoy an experience? Live entertainment. Hmm. That's a good question. And then not only that, but now I can book deaf comics and we can verbalize them. And now deaf comics are working with hearing comics and hearing comics are working with deaf comics. It's something that just hasn't happened. Right. And then my other, one of my other show ideas is Mixed and Misidentified, the What Are You show. Now we have black comedy. Mm. We have white comedy. We have, where's Asian comedy? Mm. It's coming out. Indians come. Where's mixed comedy? Where's the show that talks about how you're misidentified all the time? You know, what are you? I'm a fucking human being. What the fuck are you? Like, one of my jokes is I always get, like, aren't you one of those Samoas? And I'm like, no, I'm not a Girl Scout cookie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and if I was a cookie, it's an Oreo. Get it right. <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. Right? Pun definitely intended. I'm a Girl Scout cookie. Hey, look to all my Samoans friends, man. I love. That's I, the joke that's actually on yeah, my man. on my business card. Is being mixed is weird. I had a white lady come up to me and she goes, "Aren't you one of those Samoans?" And I was like, "No, I'm not a Girl Scout." Kid. But just being racist though, at that point, right? And so it kind of is at that point. So you turn those jokes around and throw it in their faces. Yeah. Well, how the fuck was it? Well, that's like my master's joke. And now, yeah, so okay. I did that at the lodge in Tacoma, right? Uh-huh. And the producer, you know, so the lodge in Tacoma was a white lodge, mm. and so the lodges. producer was black. And us that were performing were black, a couple blacks and a Mexican and then a white lady. And then some blacks came to support and the producer was black. Mm. So when I told my master's joke, oh, them motherfuckers tore up. They were dying. Yeah. The other half of the room was like, nigger, we don't like that shit. Like the music stopped. The fucking, they stopped pouring drinks. The dude stopped, turned and looked at me and was just giving me this eye. And then the producer later was like, yeah, man, they don't want you back. If you guys are wondering why you hear so much tappage and like that's home, me, I'm a I'm, I'm a bacon. I told you I'm deaf. I don't hear it. Ears, Fuck hands. That's this big tall guy. This big tapping <laughs> on the counter. This nah, big gorilla good. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I had another question for you. Dope ass question. But before I ask that question, KLK and Jay, how was this guy in high school? If you can define him as one thing, I didn't go to school. Well, you've been around him. You you guys seen each other and stuff. Like, would you would you think he would be where he's at right now, or did you look at him as a sportsman or something like that, or what? He was always highly motivated. So, was he funny? 
Like you I right don't now? Remember that so part of the I show was probably around him more than me than yes. he was. Okay. Because I at one time was kind of <laughs> I was hanging also, out with I, his I was also younger to be fair. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he was younger. But I've always been this way. Like I've always been this way. I remember him always talking shit. He was always talking shit. I was always the one that'd get into trouble. Yeah. I was always the one that like we'd go to parents' house and parents usually loved me because I'm professional. I'd be hi, ma'am. How are you doing? What time should we have ma? I'd pick up girls for friends. I'd come in and hi. I'm picking up Kayla. Oh, you're nice. <laughs> They'd send me in to go get people's girlfriends because I'm presentable, right? Right. And then at the same point, so you were the par- decoy. Yeah, yeah, you were, yeah. I was the. You were the decoy. I went to Highline, not Evergreen, right? I graduated. Fuck you! Right away off the bat, that's, yeah. that's already that's <laughs> steps above Evergreen. And then Highline. you know when we'd go to parties, I was always the one that'd be like, we, "Quiet, somebody get Dante to quiet down." I was yeah. always the one that they had to quiet down. Yeah, he was always really loud. I was always. I do remember that. Yeah. I was I always the, that. and not saying the life of the party, but like we'd show up and it'd be like, oh shit, Dante's here! And it just like, that was the, yeah, hey, high five! And it didn't matter if it was a Thai party, Evergreen party, Mount Rainier, Kennedy, shit, Chief South even. Because I'm from from the West. I was right next there now. But you know what I mean? And so we'd we'd all get together and go everywhere. Right. And so for me, you know, even people watch, like, I've seen some people tap into this that I know that I don't know on my name. feed, but I'm like, hey, I know who that is. They <laughs> probably know who they're looking at, right? But it's one of those where I'm from the town. I went to, like, 13 different schools, dude. Well, I think you grew up around this neighbor, West Seattle, White Center, Berrien, even even Des Moines. We all saw, we knew each other's names. Mm-hmm. If you heard about the, oh, yeah, I know that person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Think, it was a small town kind of feel. I think the worst, though, is you remember Dante Bell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, Dix Dimes is. He goes by Dix. He's Dante. Dix Dimes. Yep, yep. You uh, probably, yeah. Wait, so, wait. No, uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Tall, skinny motherfucker. So yeah. he yeah. used to wear braces and be short. <laughs> yeah. And his name's Dante Bell. I'm yeah. Dante Barnett. And so I remember him telling the story. He met this chick, and she was like, You don't look like Dante. <laughs> And he was like, what? He's like, yeah, you don't look like you play football, and you're not an asshole either. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's Dante Barnett. (laughs) (laughs) And and I remember, because he was doing, this was back when MySpace was, and he had a song called My My Top Five or whatever, was at the club performing it, and he's in front of all these chicks, you know, he's got the main scene, and I'm standing there, and they're laughing, he's, oh, you're Dante too? And he had to be like, he's like, actually, in high school... He was the man. Nobody knew who I was. I was like, yeah, nigga, I'm the real Dante, nigga. And he just kind of got mad. You go by Diggs. You don't go by Dante. There's a reason. Like, right. And so that's just kind of like, I mean, even like with Canel at Cascade. Canel, my seventh grade year, I averaged 30 points a game at Cascade and then went to Seattle School District, right? And then Canel showed up. And so there was always this drama between me and Canel because everybody wondered who was better. Canel was good. He was good. And then he grew to 6'4", and I stayed at 6'1". Yeah, Canel's 6'6", like, 300 pounds, and I was 6'1", 6'2", faster and shit. Right. And so we, me and Canel just ended up playing together. Can you together. still run fast? Nah, I'm 260. Are you? Yeah. Oh, look at my fucking 260. I man. know. 
It's because you can't see all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you Why you can't you see the top of the shirt? mountain. Damn, <laughs> 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 Damn boy, he thick. He thick. Shut the fuck up. Shit, we got Juan Munoz on here. He knows. He went to Taiyi with us. Yeah, he was watching. Yeah. Yeah, me and him and I work together now. Yeah, Juan knows me from back in the day. He played at Taiyi against me. I used to fucking bring the pain. He's a long. He's a long shot with me. Yeah, I've known Juan forever. Yep. One Eddie, I don't know if he's and what's here. the other one? Pepper Eddie, Pepper. and Pepper's crazy yeah. ass. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie's you, really Eddie, on the you've never been in the long swimming game. No, no, not your thing. Uh, Just ask me. I like to work that hard, man. Oh, okay. I've always hard. been a salesman. Hard, like I've yeah. sold timeshare. Yeah, you want me to get my hands dirty? Like I started at UPS. I bought my I first set of bills. How you like a UPS, right? Because you, how long you been there? Because you just started today, so, right? I got lucky. Like just, I used to be at the same hub you was at. Too. So I started. I got the job. I interviewed. I went and got my car for free. Came home. For ended free. up doing some zannies. A friend gave me a car with this chick. Next thing you know. I woke up naked. You're a wild boy. Yeah, yeah. Is I, this a comedian joke or you're being nah, this, serious? My, all my jokes are serious. Every joke okay. I told you is the truth. It kind of, it's it just kind of, a it joke. Stepped, it stepped you took me some Xanax and you did some freaky shit. And yeah, I didn't even cars. remember. I woke up at like wow. 2. The chick was laying next to me. I was like, yeah, it was a river. And I was bitch, I don't even know. Like... Saw some magnum rappers is like, well, good job, buddy. Way to be responsible. Like, I got taken advantage of. Like, I've never. <laughs> last night, last night. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, so my roommate was like, did you get raped last night? And I was like. <laughs> last night we was talking about mushrooms, and today we're talking about Xanax. Maybe. Like, it, it, I had if, if Next dude, week we're going to be talking so about goddamn. Let, let, let's reverse this. Acid. If I took a girl out and fed her a whole bunch of pills she had never taken before, and then. Went back to her house and had sex with her, and she doesn't remember anything. What would that be? <laughs> so, if a woman did that to me, what is that? Rape? Good times. <laughs> right? Let you tell it. Right? Tell, so, t- tell Detective, Detective Benson that. Yeah, exactly. She'll, she'll find a way to oh get you out Oh, my God. Of don't bring her name up. I will so, make her my baby's when you, mama. When Detective I came back. Love her. Really? I love Detective. Yeah, she's sexy as hell to me. Mariska. Uh, Mariska Harkin. Mrs. Scotchkey or Hoskotchkey, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Har- Harkin? Harkin? I just want to yeah, get it. Mariska. I know her first Mariska. Mariska. But when you, when you, we came back, I missed the next day, so they sent me to Fife. I trained there. I was working in Fife. That was hell. So I was where I'd be delivering in Fife, I'd be delivering in Puyallup, and I'd see Trump signs like everywhere. I saw I don't we don't support you Black Lives Matter sign. You voted for Trump. Only sixty percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good one, good, good, good one. Yeah, fuck you, son. <laughs> but I'm still gonna probe you. The dude had a sign that said I don't support Black Lives Matter. Right. So I walk up to the place, I hand him his package, and he goes to point, talk to me, and I point at the sign and said, not today, buddy, and walked off. And mm-hmm. I told one of the coworkers the story, and he was like, well, maybe he just doesn't support the movement. And he's what the fuck is the movement? Right. Like, where is the... Like, I'm glad white people can politicize the idea of Black Lives Matter and say there's all these angry Negroes and leftists doing all this crazy shit, mm-hmm. but to a regular black person, just means that my fucking life matters. So when you put shit on your porch like that, fuck you! <laughs> Sorry, there's a camera right in front of me. I just felt like I had to give it to him. Hey. And yeah. so, like, to me, Tell the guy didn't feel, get it is, like... Because I ride past Trump signs all the time. Like, and so now I'm in Seattle, throw an right? Egg at your fucking house. And I'm delivering, like, Shoreline, Queen Anne, right. Magnolia. Mm. 
and I haven't seen Magnolia. a Trump sign. Oh, I've missed Magnolia. I, like, I haven't seen one, and, you know, the job's a pain in the ass because you're parking more, and oh, you're you not can't gonna park see the them same. In those, yeah, they don't but it was like, shit over there. In my three months in, in Fife, every other day, and delivering a Piala up and delivering a Fed away, I'd get into it with a customer, have a run-in with somebody, and, like, my last day there, no, listen to this. Go ahead, go my on. last day there, <clears throat> I got put on a bulk route where we had one of the bigger, long bulk. trucks. Mm-hmm. And so I got out, right. let the white chick drive because I'd never drove one of these things. I'm not hitting shit, right? And so, dude yelled at me about where we were parked. I'm not even the one driving. Goes around and goes, yeah, to her. Goes, yeah, you just need to go around the side and go to the left. Another guy said hi to her. It was all friendly, and then started wanting to boast to me about how he was making more money to me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we went to four different places, and everybody has talked to me totally opposite of how they talked oh, to you. Yeah. And I was like, I deal with this on a daily yeah. basis, right? Yeah. And the only difference between me and the driver that delivered yesterday is I'm black and he's white. Yeah, I understand. That's that's where when people try to say white privilege isn't a thing, that's what white privilege is. And that's what she said. Like, we literally, we were done with our fourth stop and she pulled over and was like, I've never witnessed it as obvious as it was to me today. Like, obviously I have before, but it, like it was literally night and day how right, people were right talking to me. Right in her face at this point. Yeah. Because we're sitting and it's like, you're yelling at me for how we parked. I'm not driving. Yeah. And, and then you go over to her and you're all friendly, but I'm not even the guy driving. I'm just the fucking passenger. Why would you yell at the passenger? So, do you, drive, you don't drive the truck. Oh, I do, usually. But usually. this one day, I just happened to have a longer truck and yeah. decided to just ride yeah, instead of drive. Yeah, you, you got a good ass company. license, huh? Yeah. Uh, there was a person who did a dumbass TikTok. How much you get paid? Cool. Since get, I'm not getting paid, come out with your cool as fuck. Out of here. You get paid. I need a cool. Uh, I need a cool. I need $25 cool. an hour? Can have a cool? Please. $25 an hour, you get paid? Give me a cigarette. Almost. I'm going to give him one. I know he is. He's just working with me. He's that dark skin. He's like, I don't give a shit if you're the host. You want to do that? We're going to do the verses? We're going to do the verses. You want it? Let's go. We do that. Oh, shit. Light skin niggas ain't been in for a long motherfucking time. Why you banging on the counter? You're going to get that in the podcast. I was doing my my little Yeah, he's over here. You're trying to make Godzilla. I was about to freestyle. I was about to freestyle. I was about to go in. I'm a bottle of alcohol. niggas ain't been in for a long motherfucking time, man. Let's we just end out. it at that. Let's we just went end out. it. We could do a versus. We can set the camera up and just sit it there and have people vote. I'm here for this one. Yeah. Versus. Hey, we gonna do a hey, versus. Hey, don't worry. No pink dicks, ribs. It's all right. No I pink dicks. I don't know dicks. nothing about the, what the oh, color yeah. of the dick is or nothing like that. But I skin tone. I don't know what anything about nobody's dick. But that's the pick, white guy. Set the camera, camera up. I'm red. Have him come Look back over here. Have a poll. How many votes you get for you being light skinned and me being dark skinned? I bet you the females choose awkwardly. I'm do I get it. to do my hair? You can do whatever the fuck you want to do All at right. that point. We'll see. It's, it matters about your skin tone. Not that shit that you're doing with your I cup. Don't, I don't anyway. even care about skin tone. He didn't get mad. See, remember when he asked that. me about my earpiece and I got into it? No, I went dark skin. That was his button. I finally got the nigga back. The Fuck button. him. Yeah, we're even. He has, hey, hey. See? He, he got he, real he, serious. He has three buttons. The skin tone, his height, his, his height, and his fucking yeah. patchy ass. And you said that for what? Because you He's giving me a reminder. He's giving me a take How am I cheerleading rather than saying that shit the whole damn time? You're Remember that. He's the co-guest don't tonight. Don't make me fire you I don't I'm the co-guest tonight. I will fire you again. He just likes being a black man firing a white guy. That's all that shit is. 
That's all that shit is. He enjoys being the black guy and fire the white guy. Say it, say it, say it. Say it like Vince McMahon, too. Remember Vince McMahon? I would never never fire. That's discrimination. You can't fire white people because they white. Yeah, you can. (laughs) I'm going to fire the injunction. I don't book white people because they're white. I'm going to fire the injunction. You fuck their kids. (laughs) Your students. Right, yeah, right. Bullshit, she only got a B it's plus. A you got a B plus because her, her ride joke, game was man. whack. She only joke, got a B plus. Man. Hey, look. Hey, cause so, let me get into my question though. Like all seriousness aside, or jokes aside. That just makes no sense. All jokes aside. That didn't make no sense. Did you? What have you learned from the time that you've been through high school football, all your sports stuff, to now? Like, word. You told me your vision, what you got going on. Where did you see yourself a year from now? Ooh. And how much, because you you got a lot more you can do. What do you, where do you see yourself a year from now? And what are you trying to accomplish so, within a year? Next year, if we're open, the, the, next, the next phase will be we'll have the Suitman Tour. Okay. So, shout-outs to the Comedy Ring in Canada. Shout-outs mm-hmm. to Dirty Angel Entertainment in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And shout outs to the lounge at the end of the inter- universe in Boise. Make sure y'all check this. Those three companies out. partnered with Superman Productions will be able to set up shows between Washington State, Idaho, Oregon, and Vancouver, now, BC. Now, can still keep one to be a part of that too? Yeah, I mean, the you know. Any way that we can be? So what I'm looking for, and, and this is, let's talk vision. Okay. I've got, I, I tried to start a team before people that did their own things and were under the Superman brand. Mm-hmm. And what that meant is, you know, you guys are the Suit Man podcast. Mm-hmm. That means I do my best to work with you. I do my best, whatever. You guys are always pumping Suit Man. There's no money exchange, but I always pump everything, still keep it 100. Yeah. You always pump everything, vice versa. Yeah. People can't do that. Yeah. I found people can't do that because when you're doing more than them, <coughs> it outshadows what they, they're they doing. Jealousy. So when you've got four of my flyers to share every month, but you've only got one. You feel like you're not getting the same treatment. Well, that's not my fucking fault. So I don't know if you know, I've worked under uh, this a part of my resume, uh, Seattle Hip Hop Radio, DJ Brooklyn. That's where I got my hosting abilities from. Like, just like you said, door, stage, whatever. He would give me his DJ profit. And I would get my host in whatever we charge at your door. I came in under him and I learned the politics of it. So I started going to go scout places. Southern Diner, Roxy Lanes. Hey, I got this dope ass DJ from New York. Just that and the third. I'm a hosted. Roxy cashed out. We both got our money off of that. And then like, I think as time went by, and then we went into this COVID era, right? Mm-hmm. But before then, shit was popping. We was getting money. We was out there. I was videos every day. Just like you, yeah. If you're doing more than somebody, nine times out of ten. They There's going to be off. people they don't want to come support that or they, you, you go into your own shit. So when COVID hit, everybody started doing their own platform shit. So it got separated more. I was trying to bring motherfuckers on right when the shit hit because it hit right around my birthday. Yeah, our we, birthday. We celebrated. Yeah, absolutely. We had our last celebration on my birthday. The time I tried to give these two motherfuckers $100 and they denied it. But anyway, white privilege. Um, <laughs> How was that white privilege? I denied you $100 because I didn't yeah, need it. Privileged, privileged with the money. I don't never need $100. Let me get right? paid no, $200. No, 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 no. That, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was, <laughs> I'm going to always remember that shit. I'll explain why privilege. Edit, oh, <laughs> uh, edit that out. Keep it 100 But no, right around that time, when that shit hit, like, motherfuckers was moving around, you know, doing shit. And the same 
pressure that was applied when COVID wasn't going on, we had that same ability, that same drive, that same passion to go and do what the fuck we were doing. It just was 3D enhanced when this shit hit. Mm -hmm. So you got a long ass resume. And I, like I said, I didn't know anything about what you had going on until I came into contact with you and this, that, and the third. I've always tried to, after that, anybody I come to contact with that's doing something positive, that got something going on, I'm trying to attach myself to that, not leech off of it, but like, yeah, hell yeah, I got this guy. I'm happy to announce it, like... And that's... Oh, I, got exci I got excited when he told me he was a guest this weekend. But I learned that shit from... two guests this weekend. I said, I got pumped. I, like, right. I say that to say this. I learned all that shit from doing internet radio on somebody else's platform. And that's my thing, like... You know what I mean? I didn't even shout out... Like, last night I was on another <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I was on Ben Hour. Bent, the Bent Elbow Hour, right? With DJ Peg or whatever, right? Peg, I know who and Peg Peg's is, yeah. doing, Shout out to Peg. Yeah, shout out to Peg. You know, not so much yeah. the podcast, but to Peg. Because he started being my in-house DJ. Mm -hmm. So I, exactly. I'll put, let's keep it 100. I had Qua DJ Boy, Quavio House that Boy. That was Brooklyn's competition, Peg. Do, do, my, uh, do my show, my first show mm -hmm. at Dark Room. Mm -hmm. Told him I'd pay him 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. No, that ain't a lot of money to DJ. No. But the I idea mean, is you're going to get on a comedy show. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you some free drinks. And you're supposed to get your name out there. Right. Right? Now, I didn't know him that well, so I didn't tag him and everything, right? And his mm -hmm. social media pres presence is as big as Pegs or anything, right? Mm -hmm. But so he did the first show. Mm -hmm. It sold out. Right. Right? Now, I think that first show I made like 800 bucks. Right, I paid everybody 40, 50 bucks. Some people got paid as much as 100. Some people got paid 30. You get whatever you get based upon your pre-sale, right? Yeah, right? And he got mad, he only got 50 bucks. Well, Peg had wanted to do the show to begin with, mm. but he wasn't available. He had a show at the, uh, what's right next to Columbia City Theater? The Esquire. Esquire. So while in between my show, I'm around back outside smoking, Peg comes over and looks and sees how packed it is. And was like, damn nigga, you sold out Columbia City Theater for one. And two, if you need me, I told you I'm here to do this. Mm. I don't care about the 50 bucks, 50 bucks is 50 bucks, right? I just want to be a part of something, like you said, not right. leech. Mm -hmm. And as you're building, especially when you're doing your own lane, that's what you're looking for. I need to make the bulk of the money. I need to reinvest and get shirts and get stickers and get business cards and get sweatshirts and get hats. I like what you're, yeah. Building I the like brand you is, talking. is more exactly. important than money sometimes. So Once you build the brand up, yeah. so that's what's going to come in. Sometimes you got, you got to do sit pro bono. So, to speak. so what yeah. I found is people yeah. get mad because I'm new to this and I'm making all this money, <laughs> but I'm also the producer, the host, the marketer. I got the flyer. I did all these different things that they right. don't know that I'm doing. Right. I was posting. You've seen the pictures of me oh, hammering yeah. posters in downtown. Oh, absolutely. You can still go on Columbia City, downtown, Georgetown, and see Suitman posters oh, I on see these downtown when the riots Yeah, going. yeah, exactly. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was yeah. putting stickers on chop shit. I was like, oh, he's lit lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, people don't see all that. Mm -hmm. So, the next show I did was uh, Holiday Momedy for Thanksgiving. The Black Friday. Momedy? Nothing but moms. Mom okay. comedy, nothing Mom but moms. Oh, nice. Right? And DJ Peg did that show. Mm -hmm. Now, D Peg had just won the South Sound DJ of the Year, mm -hmm. right? Last year. Mm -hmm. I get a message out of left field. I'm just putting it out here. We're keeping it 100. Yeah. Boyd starts talking shit about, nigga, I know you didn't pay this nigga, this, that, and the other $50, and I'm better than him this way. And, anyways. First thing I did is I know Peg. That's my guy. I screenshot it. No, no, you mad? You, you must have paid him more. Actually, I didn't. I paid him the same fifty. Now the women on the show decided to pay him more than that because they right. were nice. Right. But he knew he was getting fifty dollars. Right. 
Peg has done every one of my shows for 50. Mm-hmm. But do you know what that also did for Peg? We had a show lined up for Two Fly or T Fly or whatever mm-hmm. because my connection, they gave me the room, the place at my rate mm-hmm. so he could book a show. So now I was co-producing a hip-hop show with New Bill and Peg mm-hmm. where they wouldn't have got the venue for the same price if it wouldn't have been going through me. It's always the politics. Right? Always the politics. Always always the politics. But people don't get that. Right. Can you sit here and eat these bird crumbs that I can give you? Because that's what I can give you right now. And, and until the pie gets yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be a part of the Superman brand, that don't mean I'm going to put you on everything. That means I'm going to throw you scraps whenever I can. Right. But that means yeah, we, I'm going to, yeah. you know what I mean? And a lot of people just don't get that. Get in what you fit in, motherfucker, and make something of it. And, you know, eventually Superman, the pie's going to get bigger, like you said. Eventually the pie's like, going to get bigger. Man, I told you I might be in charge of some live comedy shit and really have, like, a real, like, seven-figure budget. Everyone wants instant gratification. Sometimes it don't work. you got to work your way up and sometimes do shit for free, do shit mm. pro bono. Mm. I mean, we talked about this podcast, you were like, because Kayla's like, he's done a podcast, we should have paid him. No, nah, not exactly, I've been paid to do it, who cares, but no, I want to be, no, joke, but bro. at the same point, for me, I want to be on everybody's podcast. Be a part of the show. I want these 15, 20, 75, 100, 200, right. 2,000, 3,000, I want them to know who's The money's going to come. You can't be worried Bingo. about the money. It's going to come. One thing I learned from coming from the hood, CD, you know, welfare, gentrification, all that type of shit, so on and so on. One thing I learned is that if you want something, you got to go out and get it. My dad wasn't in my life. I had to teach myself how to be a man. I had a daughter. I was still a little boy. So at that point, long story short, if you want to, if you want something, you got to go out and get it. <coughs> my aspect and, and, and my, my drive, my motivation was taking care of moms, right? I had an older sister and she was the mom too. But as her son, I'm like, I got to do something. Like I sold drugs, all that shit. She'd find money, turn over my sock drawer. Like, Where you getting all this money from? Like I had that ambition, that drive. This is when social media wasn't even going on. So just imagine if social media was going on when I was selling dope. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you have that drive. You always have that ambition. You can't fake that. You can't fake real. When you get up in the morning, you are who you are. You say what the fuck you say. You get on how you get on. Most people don't have that. You're right. And they don't have the motivation to do politics. And they just want to come in the back door and be like, ride at your coattail, leech off you, and be like, oh, fuck that. We ain't supporting this because he's doing better than us. That's not how I was raised, my nigga. If you make it, you reach out and get somebody else out of the community and bring them with you. That's how the fuck you do it. Real G's do it like that. And that's the right. We so we it was funny. So I saw uh, I saw Shorty yesterday mm-hmm. that hangs out E Dog because me and Peg yeah, stopped yeah, by. Yeah, 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 I know. So we ran into Shorty, who's you know a local hood star. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're talking, and we had this talk, and he was like, you know, why don't Seattle people, you know? And I was like, because niggas get mad when you're doing better than him. And he was like, that's it. Rest in peace, Doshi. Rest and we said that. Rest in peace, Doshi. Draco. Draco. Uh, that's why. Freddie. Chuck, yeah. who else? Psycho, Niggas want to take you out because you're doing better than them and they envy you and they don't like what you're doing. You're getting too much shine, so you got to be taken out. That That's old, what the fuck happens. What was it? That old belly. I don't like that nigga. I uh, might have to drop like a dime on that. <laughs> I might have to drop a dime yeah. on that nigga. But guess what he's doing now? Is you the illest niggas in Nebraska? Same motherfucker that's doing what he was doing in those videos, in those movies, I mean, is selling those shirts, selling the masks. I don't like that shit. You can get a mask that right now with him on it says I don't like that shit with him eating a banana. He changed the brand. He was in those two big ass movies, Belly and uh, he was in um, Boys in the, not Boys in the Hood, but um, <coughs> he got shot in the shoulder. What was his name? Uh, uh, 
Kane. Kane, yes. Kane, Kane. He, I went on his Instagram the other day. He's old as fuck, doing masks, doing the t-shirts, reselling the, the same shit that he was saying on the movie. And that's, right? that's, that's kind of the thing, it's like... You gotta brand your shit. Man. We talked about it, we had a great talk, so <laughs> we'll bring some of it up. We were talking about Macklemore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember when Macklemore was on the scene, yeah. I always thought he was Ricky Farrell. going to Woodenville watching him. Yeah, but I thought he was Ricky Farrell. If you know anything about the hip-hop scene, you remember who Ricky Farrell is yeah, out of Portland. Yeah. He was dope. I thought Ricky Farrell was, was dope. Was. And he played the politics right. yeah, and right. was cool. Nobody really liked Macklemore because he kept to himself and just kind of did his thing. He wore those same fox furs from Goodwill in Everett. But that, at but those shows. At, one, at the Jet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the, the Jet. the same Macklemore. Ryan, <laughs> but, all them guys. <clears throat> the point was is he, he was different. Benjamin. <laughs> ben. 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 He went yeah. to Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> but on, it man. was just one of those things where people, when you're doing something different in Seattle and you're not going, like we talked about, for the hood dollar, yeah. or you're not doing it this way, yeah. or you're not representing the local hood, yeah. people don't want to pub you, but they don't get that once you get out of Seattle, you can't do that and be successful. Yeah. Like, I've been... I think yeah, one of my, nobody wants to support you. My funniest story is, and I'll leave name out of it, is a local comedian went down with me to Oregon to do a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And I went down and the order was set up with this white dude, then me, then a comedian from here, then another comedian that's been from around here but ain't from here mm-hmm. to close it out. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that order and I was like, that don't, that's not going to work. Because right. I'm about to go in here and I'm about to set this shit off. Right. I know I'm ready. I know I'm soup man. Like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. And the person that went after me does their local shit and does great like we talked about but they were in front of a whole bunch of white people in the middle of Oregon and they were they were they didn't like that shit and it was a total opposite it was like that was the lesson I tried to tell that person a long time ago mm. you can be funny to your friends and you can be funny to the people around you but you're not going to make money what you said earlier off your friends yeah okay you get what i mean like still keeping yeah. it 100 you're not going to blow up because your 100 friends watch you you're going to blow up because people who aren't your friends yeah. support you and when we talk about entertainers, whether it's comedy, that's why this doesn't have to be personal. Mm. Don't have to say no names because we know a million local rappers. Mm. We know a million local producers. We know a million local people that are only local-minded, and they don't get if you really want to make it, you can't be local-minded. You got to think outside the box. Macklemore wasn't local-minded. His songs talk about issues and movements and Can't Hold Us and Thrift Shop. I still love Thrift Shop. I love the, You know what I mean? And Can't Hold Us. Wands. Michael Wands. Which is I love the fact. Shout out to Michael Wands. He will, he will forever. Not to, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. But he will forever be able to say, I got a Grammy. I, I do and love live it. a regular life. I do love the fact that he would go back to his roots. He did that song about the Mariners and what that meant to him. That, that, mm-hmm. that play with Michael Jr. Yeah. My own Yeah. Right, but he, but yeah, he still thought outside the box and wanted to get bigger. And, and like you said, Dante, you have to think bigger than just your local community sometimes if you want to make it. And that's the problem with when I look at what's going on. You know, I think I, I offend a lot of people because my goals are bigger. Yeah, you know, my and goals aren't. Honestly, no one should ever be offended by your goals are bigger than the city or the the community you live in. Because but it is offensive. I mean, think about it like this. If you're, it's, it's any relationship is a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, as a woman, me and Kayla are talking, and I'm like, you know, I want to be able to go on vacations and spend money. And, bitch, you're broke. Like, my, that's offensive to yeah. her. 
Yeah, that would be offensive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, 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 but do you know what I mean? No, but that's I know what you're getting at. Yeah. It's even if you don't say it, but if that's what you're hitting at is that I want to be able to do these things and you can't do them, mm-hmm. that's what you're hitting at. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got kids who, well, I want to spend weekends and, and I don't want to have to take it. Well, now you're offending me because that's who I am. Yeah. And so when we talk business, it's still the same thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because now. A lot of people think that I'm insulting their product because their product isn't too good for soup, man. And it's not that I'm insulting your product, but yeah, you've got a point. What I'm looking for at Soup Man is to be a brand. Yeah. When you're called, when you think of a guy in a suit, you don't think about mm-hmm. us, you know, having you know park lot pimping and all that shit, right? <laughs> now you're gonna have your version of that, and we still have a good time and we still party, right? But do you get what I'm saying? It's not gonna be Can a I car show. Can I tell you something honestly? I really. <laughs> I oh. really did. So when I heard Suitman Productions, I wasn't thinking instantly there was a guy in a suit. I was thinking. I, I thought it said Suitman Productions. I thought it was saying S O U P Soup Man. I'm like, what the fuck is Soup Man? So he's mixing a bunch of soup together. Oh, so I seen it, and I'm like, Suit Man. Okay, got it. So now I get a different, a different you know, vibe. Yeah, I, I, I know what part. it means now. I get it. What were you going to say, Kayla? I just, nothing. No, go ahead. No, go I ahead. just said I should have told you that. <laughs> no, you knew that. But it took for me to identify, like, what you, you know what I'm saying, who you were. And, you know, this is the second time I met you. First time we did it on Zoom. So I see you physically now, and I understand your vision more. Now I can go back and be like, oh, it makes sense now. You know what I mean? But I going in, I didn't know. And then I, I guess seen, I could have bridged I that seen, gap too. I see counter I, counter people. Well, I could have bridged you know that gap. Let me, let me also tell you why I go by Superman. So when I started comedy, um, it was in August of 2018, right? Uh-huh. My first set was the beginning of the month. Uh, my mom had died the year before. Uh-huh. Set went great, and then next thing you know, my home life fell apart. I went through a bad divorce. I got thrown out, and I was homeless. Okay. And so I had a membership to 24 Hour Fitness. Uh-huh. I had nothing to do. I had no job. I had no money. I barely, you know, I was getting people to give me money. So you have kids, correct? Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't seeing my kids, nothing. You know what I mean? I'm just right. getting by. And comedy was outlet. And so I found on Facebook where you could go to like three or four comedy sets a night, and I was doing comedy. Now, here was the thing. is All the comedians accepted me because I was this humble black guy, mm. and I was in sweats, and I was in the most khakis, and it was mm. the same outfit. You wasn't wearing suits at this point? No, because I didn't have my full wardrobe. Okay. So then about halfway through October, we go to court, they make her give me my shit, I get an apartment, and I get I my... I've seen you were going through that too, yeah, though. Yeah, I get all yeah. my shit. Now, mind you, I've got four suits, 14 pairs of slacks, five suit coats, 60 shirts, and 140 ties. Did you ties. buy a suit every week? No. But I used to... I get shit on clearance, so I go get okay. five or six ties at a time and get a different shirt, and they okay. don't always match. You just grab them and throw them in. Right. And then you get home, and you see what you've got, and you put it all together, right? I like the way you think. And so, <laughs> when right. I first was doing comedy and I was this person, it was okay. And then I started showing up in a suit and tie everywhere. Right. And then every comic wanted to make jokes about the pastors here, and he's got must-have court and all this shit. And it's really racist when they do that to you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. white guys would co- show up and wear their suit and they wouldn't say that to they're, them. They're just professional at that point. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Mm. And so then when I did my first show, it was I am suit man. Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to perform, I'm always going to be dressed better than everybody else. I'm always going to be in my hilt. And then there was also a persona and a motivation that came with that. Mm-hmm. That I told a show, yeah, I go by suit man. I'm not a superhero, I just like to fight stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a black mm. guy who wears a suit, mm. and I don't have an interview today, I actually mm. don't have a job. 
I want right. to see my kids, even though right. I don't get to, right? Okay, And so okay. that was one of my jokes, and okay. that was actually something I did for a while because it was, there's no reason, I'm just a black guy in a suit, I'm just a nigga in a suit, it don't matter. Let me wear my suit, bro. Right? And so then also I caught, there was one show where I caught some flack from a comedian at a roast, and he wasn't even roasting me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, no, was it wasn't even a roast. Vision. We weren't even a roast. It was a regular show. And the host decided to talk, make a black joke about me. And so I started my set with what, you know what's the hardest part about doing comedy in Seattle? It's having white comedians do racist jokes and not punch them in the throat. <laughs> and then I out. turned and looked at him. Real way to come out. Right? Yeah. And then Child's went with my set, right? Now, mind you, my black friend that came with me, this six foot three, four hundred pound guy, when he made the black joke, looked at me and was fucking pissed. Yeah. So when I told that joke, guess what he did? He broke out laughing. He thought that shit was hilarious because he was like, "Right, we don't get to punch you, right?" Yeah. Later, I talked to He's one of the like, guys yeah, who was part of the producers. Like, face, right? you ruined the show after that. And I was like, "No, you let a guy say a racist joke, so I responded. Well, you basically threatened him. No, my joke was I'm not gonna punch him in the throat." So now you gotta play politics, right? Yeah. And so, I say that because this this go back to white privilege on that one. Let's go back to this. So, I choke slammed a heckler one day. Like really, choke slammed? Oh, this you is want awesome. to take ass? Oh, and it was left handed, not even right handed. Oh boy! Mm. So we're at nine oh seven, right? Now here's let me give you background. Nine oh seven had a comic get hit in the head with a bat five years ago. Oh damn! And get brain damage and all this major wow. shit. Mm. So there's already history at that place mm. so the way the place is set up it's kind of like this but bigger right so there's pool tables on this side there's a little walkway here there's a little walkway on the other side of this table mm. the stage is here right and we're usually all sitting here so guys on stage woman's heckling him he's talking shit to the girlfriend about it calls her a bitch whatever on stage white little guy off stage comic buddy tells her to shut up bitch now the boyfriend gets mad starts yelling at him. Mm. now i preface this because before that a white comic white girl decided to make DV jokes about me and my ex-wife and all this other shit that were highly inappropriate So my girlfriend was a comedian at the time Wanted to stay and watch her set because she was like did this bitch really just say that about you usually I would even have been there, right? right. So I've been a bouncer. She knows that he knows that I've worked a ton of security So when shit happens, I usually go get in the middle of it try to calm it down mm. So I walked over and said hey man calm down. He calms down. I walk over to here, right? And look by the pool tables let guy perform when I turn back around, they're arguing. So I go, hey man, don't threaten him. You wouldn't do that to me. Next thing you know, dude picks up the bottle, hits me in the head. Damn. So left-handed, I pick him up. Boom! Choke slam him. I start cussing. Bitch, you just hit me in the motherfucking head. I'm going off. Mm. Did you really just hit me in the fucking head with a bottle, you stupid piece of fucking shit? Like, I'm mm. losing it. White comics. Oh my God, oh my God, you're going to kill him. So I let him up. Mm. To this day, they still talk shit like I did something wrong. Yeah, like you were the, like you were the problem. You're the bad guy. He you're hit the me in the head with a bottle. Yeah. I tapped him on his shoulder. I was trying to tell him to calm down. That does not give you a right to hit me in the head with a bottle. No. Mm. And I'm doing my job at that point. No, uh, I got banned from the club because I wasn't one of the producers, and the producers should have done it. And why was I even over there? So I was trying to calm shit down. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you Excuse saw me get hit in the head, and all I did was choke slam the guy. I didn't break shit. I didn't beat him up. I didn't bloody him up. And Lucky you're... that's all you did. That would have been yeah, one of our friends. Could have went a lot worse. <laughs> Let you worse. get hit in the head with a bottle. Let's... Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna and be that, like, oh, this nigga just hit me in the head with a bottle. Go, that all goes Good back. Good job, my nigga. That nah. all goes back to white privilege. Fuck you talking about? It really does. I'm gonna and tear the club up at, at that point. There was there was a lady. Tear the club I, up. 
you know, I'm a TikToker. Well, I TikTok. I don't know if I'm a TikToker. <laughs> I TikTok. You TikTok. Yeah, I'm not a TikToker. You talk and so you tick. My bad. But uh, I was I was going through and I seen this stupid ass video uh, Buddy posted of this girl who has this dumbass looks like a credit card but it says white privilege on it. She's faking like she's scanning it. Like, oh, my white privilege doesn't work here. Like, you literally have no clue what white privilege really even means. And it's clear. And I I I went through a whole paragraph on it. I was just like, dude. You are dumb. You don't understand what white privilege even is. <coughs> well, that's the... White privilege does not pay for <coughs> shit. You're right. It doesn't pay for shit, but it gives you so many other benefits. Well, let's, let's get now, this Now, Jay, hold on. Oh. Uh, Dante, you have used white privilege. I have. When you got pulled over by the police. I did. I said What I did, did you say when you get pulled over by the police? I said that I got my white privilege got used that day. Because I probably should have got taken on jail right now. So how you gonna get on her about using her white privilege? Because I don't make a mockery of it. I don't. I understand okay. actually. White, she was trying I to say. I just had to probe you on that. She okay. was. She was saying white privilege does not exist. Mm. I understand it exists. And mm. when I get out on something like that that day, like I came in and said, yeah, my white privilege got me out of that fucking Do ticket. Do you feel bad when it when that happens to you? Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel bad just because the overall situation. I we mean, had this conversation too. Like, yeah. if I was a black man driving down Dale Ridge doing what you was doing, you I wasn't doing nothing different. bad. That I was. You speed. wasn't doing nothing bad. Our no, speed. but would it have but. went the same? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Have. I told, <laughs> Can I search the car? And he said no. <laughs> and I, t- I told you, I told you that day it wouldn't right. went the same. He did. He did. I told you that day it wouldn't went. And I, I recognize that white privilege exists. That's the difference of me getting on her. Versus what you just said, because right. when I get on her, it's like she's she's not understanding that white privilege isn't. She's wildly using it. Well, okay. it just no. She was trying to say that she couldn't pay for groceries. It was a joke turned bad. Yeah, okay. it was a joke turned bad on her part because gotcha. no white privilege doesn't mean you can go to the fucking goddamn store and just pay for shit. White privilege. Right. White privilege is you get away with shit that other people, people of color can't, mm. and you you get jobs because honestly, the color of your skin. So you I, don't got to deal with the same challenges that people of color do. I had to set the trap for Jay. I like how he answered that, too. Good job. Because normally I'll do that shit. People are like, what the fuck you got to put me on blast like that, TP? Come on, man. Oh, I understand that. He explained it. He explained it, and I don't feel like he explained it the way he explained it. Like, so, white privilege, if you got that, just understand what the fuck it means. It ain't a pass for you to just go be like, yeah, white privilege or whatever no. goofy shit that you be well, doing. Well, then some people don't even understand it actually exists. Again, I'll go back to yeah. that. Some yeah. some white people like, oh, I can't I can't just go to the store and get shit. But no, that's not what white privilege means, you dumb fuck. Right. Some white people are stupid. Well, they don't get, that's what I was going to say, is that they don't get into comedy. Like when I say Superman specializes in non-white cis male comedy, mm-hmm. they don't get that. Yeah. And I say, well, why do you think they don't get it? Because they don't understand what we go through. They They've don't never understand. been in your guys' position. They, so, and this was the one that I, I tried to explain when somebody said, I've dealt with reverse racism. Mm-hmm. I said, well, how many black teachers have you ever had? Mm-hmm. How many black judges have you been in front of them? How many times have you dealt with a position of authority that wasn't your skin tone? I believe you're the one to post that on Facebook, too. I've seen that. I haven't yet. Yeah. And I, I meant to comment. I forgot to comment, but I've had zero. Do you ever I've consider had yourself like a lightweight politician or some shit like that? One day. One day. But that's, mean, you got the whole suit and get up. I mean, why not? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the whole it, that's the whole thing of privilege and, and the white thing that they don't get. Like, I I remember as a, as a helper, I was at Matson, right, and I was working with the bad kids. Matson is middle school. In Madison. Matson. 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 Uh, yep, Matson Middle School, okay. and uh, it's in Kent. And there's not a black lot of black kids out there, but they're moving out there now to Kevington. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you'd see the white kids talking, and they're quieter. 
mm-hmm. and they're not as flamboyant and loud. And there's, you know what I mean? They're they're intermingled with the girls, and they're passing notes. The black kids are loud and gregarious, and they just draw more attention mm. based off of our culture. Mm-hmm. Right? right. But they're, they're doing the same thing as the white kids, but the black kids are getting more trouble for it. I like how you don't bite your tongue and you just say it. Like, and I literally, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Really was going on. That's why I'm I'm not, I've not turned it. Sometimes I would turn the live stream off at this like, point, but yeah. I think people need to hear this. And no. that's the Regardless part. of turning into our, our podcast, yeah. people need to hear what he's saying. Yeah. That's the part that people didn't see. Mm. And then, like, I'm, like I'm Asperger's. I know it. I never was diagnosed because I'm extremely smart and extremely social, and then I was extremely big. Mm. So most people who are special needs don't have athletic talent. Mm. So when you add athletic talent to special needs and then being intelligent, it's hard to identify. Mm-hmm. I'm very socially awkward. She knows there's certain mm-hmm. shit I just don't get. Mm-hmm. I think She's we seen, are a little bit at some mm, point. Yeah. More than most of. No, I, I get what you're saying, but she knows what I mean. The people around me have manipulated me most of my life in, okay. in, in, in ways that I never knew. And then I'm finally an adult. It's like... They weren't really my friend. Yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, why didn't you guys tell me? How are we going to tell you that your roommate's not your friend? Like, you know what I mean? How are we going to tell you your roommate's okay, stealing from you? Probably... How are we going to tell you your roommate's lying on you? How are we going to tell you your roommate's manipulating? You know what I mean? Like, right. you don't. You had to go through it. And... I'm finally 38, 39 years old and figuring out how to talk to a woman. And, oh, she's hitting on me. <laughs> hey, all right. I, I know it now. Not right. just... So are we going to go to my room and I'm just sitting there? <laughs> She's seen me in action before. As a young kid, I had no clue. I had no clue. I was very successful and I had no clue what I was fucking doing. Right. And girls would literally have to be like, you're cute. And I'd be, oh, I am? Mm. <laughs> you think I'm cute? You didn't know she was talking to you all night. No, I did not know. You know what I mean? Mm. So when you look at these things, it's like people don't always get or see what's going on. Mm. You know what I mean? And when you look at society... When you look at white privilege and what it means to be white, there's an ease and an acceptance and a lack of explanation you have to have for your existence. Mm. And that's something I don't think people understand. Yeah. Say that again. There's a lack of explanation for your existence that you don't have to have. Mm. That's deep. And you just learned something that still keep on the podcast. You definitely did. Right Superman Productions. And that's, that's something yeah. that like, I verbalize and I try to explain to people is that being mixed is weird, and I, I go into it with my friend Courtney. So my friend Courtney with Dirty Angels, she's a dark-skinned woman who grew Dirty up... Dirty Angels is a... Mormon Angel movie. Entertainment, they do comedy out of Portland. Okay. I thought it was Mormon. And Mormon. her husband's black and dark-skinned, her kids are dark, they're all dark. Yeah. And she's really... But her sisters are light-skinned. Uh-huh. And we had a deep conversation about how being black as a woman is more detrimental than it is your image as a man. Really? Because your beauty... Everything, that's all based on, that's a lot of who you are as a woman uh, to society. Yeah. And being black is not beautiful as a woman. Mm. <laughs> not like that, but do you get what I'm saying? No, no. I'm listening to you. I'm not saying that. We're talking about society Society's and what you old, see yeah, and right. yeah. Barbie's white and there's never yeah. been a dark skin, a dark, not a, not a Beyonce. Not a Beyonce Barbie, but a dark skin. A, a Naomi Barbie. Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> now there is. No, no, but... Do you get what I mean? But yeah. she's 45, 50. Now there is, but, but there never was. Yeah. And so to grasp that side of it, yeah, I'm tested, but as a guy, you're always going to be tested. Yeah. I just don't have anywhere I fit in, because in the hood, you're light-skinned, and around white people, you're black. 
Even with Jay, they really gonna be like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, but do you get what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I, I don't, the social racism. I don't, I don't feel like through. I face the same complications. No, 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 no. But the same complications you guys face on the daily, I don't feel like. No, but we're not saying black white. We're just saying as 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 a mixed person, when you go into the hood, you're still light skinned Yeah, you're still gonna get the white. So if I took him on cherry. Oh, no, I'm not saying, but he still has somewhere to fit in. Yeah. He can still go to Auburn and Fife and Graham and not <laughs> no, even not, get fucked yeah, Do you get what I'm saying? I, I can't go to Graham. I can't go to the hood. Mm. Well, that, nigga, who, what are you doing around here? Somebody's going to be like, who? not be able to come over here. Yeah, there's always, and, and so that's the part. With People the always fucking, who People? made you boss of yeah, this yeah. shit? Like, as a, and that, that's even going back to Suitman. That's what makes it so hard to be Suitman. Mm. And I had a, a Courtney... Courtney G, he's an old comedian. He was on BET. He sat with me one day. I know day. who that. Yeah, Courtney G's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. I like and he him. sat with me one day. I went to his house. Uh-huh. And we were chilling. He was like, just so you know, you know you're never going to fit in. Mm. And I was Harsh like, words. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I don't fit in. You're not a nigga comedian. Mm. So black people are never going to really support you. So if you, you go in on this comedian aspect, you've got a lot of shit to think about. Well, but that's why I produce... That's why I produce such diversity. That's why I don't just focus right. on black comedy. I do black and gay. I do mixed and misidentified. I specialize on women. That's why I'm not just one dimensional because okay. I'm not one dimensional. Okay. I couldn't go to one lane and really be accepted, so now I'm the king of all lanes. Mm. I love that, man. Okay. That, that, got you. And Dante, I've watched you for a long time, especially Facebook and stuff. You're, you are an inspiration, too. Thank you, brother. So many things. I mean, and I, I appreciate that because I don't. Strength, the strength you have is beyond me. Just watch what you've been through, what you still go through. You don't have it's no choice. Yeah. I mean, like, in like, there's a there's a poetic part to this. Is mm-hmm. I can tell you, I grew up thinking I was going to be different, and change this tell fucking your world. Story, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, I grew up crying in my apartment, my mom not being home. I grew up watching late night comedy because my mom wasn't home. I grew up watching Evening at the Improv and Gotham comedy and watching HBO specials and watching all this shit I wasn't supposed to watch because my mom wasn't home. But instead of crying, my dad wasn't there. So it was mom at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of crying, you're watching cable and you're laughing. And I'm watching, you don't give me no respect. I'm watching Rodney Dangerfield and I'm watching Andrew All that shit you resonate with. Yeah. I grew up loving to watch Married with Children and loving to watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I I talked to to them about this. But as, as, as being an 80s black kid, I didn't watch Sanford and Son and I didn't watch. It just wasn't my era. Okay. And then my mom's white, and I wasn't around anybody forcing me to watch black shows, black and shows. it wasn't, you know what I mean, my thing. Now I watched so the Cosby's, like and I watched there. the Different World, and I watched some Full House, but I really what, didn't. What about family? But I didn't watch Full House. What about family, man? That, yeah, sometimes, but I wasn't really, I was, so... Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Let me answer this for you. Let me give you a different answer. Full, you need to understand that this. full house. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, it wasn't I mean, really full house. So there's two types of Section 8 in Seattle. Did you know that? Learn me. Yeah. There's the single mom, broken families, single Section 8. And then there's the old folks, single Section 8. Oh, uh, okay. So we lived on 8th and Madison in the assembly, which was mostly old alcoholics. Okay. So I grew up watching Mr. Ed and Patty Duke and all these oh, old shows and playing Rummy too. and Cribbage with 70 and 80 year old alcoholics wow. instead of living in the Central or Yesler Terrace. I lived on 9th and Madison. Okay. So Raymond Smith, I've known Raymond, uh, Raymond Brown. Ninth and Madison. I've known so him. T.T. Minor. Vito's. 
Yeah. I went to Bailey Gatson. <laughs> I went to Bailey Gatson the first year it opened. Okay. I went, I went to, to Washington yeah, Middle yeah, School yeah, 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 while yeah. they were building Bailey Gatzer. I went to Madrona. I, I swear to God, I'd have probably passed you and didn't even know who yeah, the fuck you was. Exactly. You probably did. The, the, so you, you were right said? there, though, even though you didn't grow up in it. Cherry, yeah. Jefferson, no, I, been, I caught all the buses. There. I swam at Medgar Evers. 341, 342, I, yeah. 343. Yeah, I caught the 350. Pearl Shavers. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now we're getting somewhere. All right. Okay. You know what I mean? I played baseball for the Dodgers at Judkins Park. I played with Trey Simmons and James Jackson from Garfield, right? Okay. I grew up playing, you know what I mean? I went to Noms with some people that ended up going to Garfield. So Ariel, you went to the service? No, Noms, New Options Middle School. I, 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 I was about to salute to you. No, fuck service. no. Hell no. Mm, I'm light-skinned. I can't do that. I can barely take you talking to me like this, let alone a general and a sergeant. Yeah, I would have been on fucking, what do they call that when you get in trouble? AWOL? Discharge, I would have went AWOL, yeah. yeah. No, I don't want AWOL. I wouldn't even got discharged. Discharge. Yeah. There you go. Discharge. He goes like AWOL. But it's just, you know, with what, being from here, you know, and being mixed, you, it's different. You've, you learn things. And like in comedy, that white privilege reaches to an area we don't, like I was touching on this earlier, there are no black clubs in Seattle. No. And we shouted out Nate Jackson Not for a second, one. right? And we, we got deterred off that. But there's a message in that. There's no other black producers in Seattle. Now, shout out to Tawana. I know she's doing her little thing. Not mad at her. She's doing her big thing. It's not that I'm not disagreeing. It's like I need produce. When I say producers, are you booking people that you don't like? A real producer and a real podcast person and a real entertainer are going to work with people they don't like. If you haven't had a guest on your podcast that you don't like, Terrell, that's my challenge to you to get just better. Just call me Terrell. What <laughs> the fuck? It's my, TP, goddammit. Well, he's your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. To the ones and, that didn't know. Yeah. And, Dobby, and you got to understand, I call everybody by their governments. Uh, there's a rapper that I call by his government, and he gets mad. He said a real proper to Terrell. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Terrell. But that's you know my what? challenge, You're right, too. though. You're right, though. You're right. If and I, so when you're, and I have. I have. No, but I'm not saying you hadn't heard it. But that I was, ain't going. That was, I ain't going. That was, that, that oh, was yeah. a rhetorical question. I know. You know I, mean? I have. But that was kind of my challenge. That'd be my challenge to Tawana. Start booking people you don't know. Start doing something where you're not on it. Start doing something that doesn't fit your genre. That's I think, I think that fits in the Do something category. different. Get, get outside of your have comfort zone. Have a chef. Zone. Have get a outside, comedian. Get outside right? of your comfort zone. Right. Yeah, like I do so have now. Have a co-host that wears the Santa Claus hat. Yeah, I mean, you know you're co-hosting I mean? like, with a white yeah. guy. I mean, fuck, there you go. All the hood niggas Fucking is right. like, I couldn't yeah, have been your co-host. What's so up with this white guy from the west side? Yes, fuck with this you. white boy in the car. You do something to him, I'm punch you. <laughs> fuck out of here. That's my guy. That's my team. That's but, my brother. That's my but family. But that's my point. And so right. when you look at this, like, I'm doing a show called Raw Comedy once a month. I don't even get on this mic. I don't get to do anything. I'm literally just running the Zoom show. Okay. Do you know how hard it is to run a show to be Kayla? Yeah. To But I'm suit man. The brand is my face. Kayla's, you know, she's like, still keeping it 100. It's you guys. I don't she mind being in the background. She doesn't lie, though. She doesn't no, no, I'm not saying she doesn't, but she there's does a, a concession that it's your brand and she's helping you. Right. Now, let it be your face that's your logo and have a whole show that you're not on. Do you know how hard it is to sit there for two hours and not say nothing? I don't get to crack no funnies. Well, you know how hard it is? Hey, as, hey, as a co- as stop. A so stop, man. stop. Hold on, Let me hold on, ask hold on, Kayla. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 I got a better question. Kayla, do you think this fucker could shut up this whole show and just produce it? 
No. Let's see, bingo. That's my point. I heart you and all TP. Dante. Dante. You're an asshole. Dante. Oh, you like the way I script the skit there. The first time somebody's had me speechless on my motherfucking podcast, Jay, I'm going to let you speak. But this guy, he just did something that just made me. All right, cool. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. No, you just proved my point. I never get to speak. So this is the tag TP This is the segment where we start attacking me. He asked me a question and I answered. Wow. But that's. I said but, it's still but, hurt. She does a lot. But listen to me. And, and it's I not get a, what you're no, saying, no, though. Stop, stop. This go is ahead, business. Go I'm going to be producing two shows in Boise. Mm-hmm. Once the New Year starts. One of them is going to be Watt. What? Women are funny with a PH. Right. That wet ass pussy. Yeah. 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 It's a play on word. There's nine rops on there, right? But it's women are funny with a PH. It's a play on word. No, you're nice. We're not going there. Okay, Suitman is not affiliated with judging women's vaginas. Okay. I don't want my penis judged either. Okay. Don't, don't use the P word. I got in trouble for that the other peak. day. It's Pink. Yeah. I, I Look called, here, Pinky. I called Look here, Pinky. I called DeAndre Hey, what's up, Pinky? I, I called DeAndre Hopkins because they're pushy. Someone said I was a great at women. There's usually more pushy than You're still laughing about it. And I'm not pink. I'm fucking red, damn it. You go towards my beard. Look at my face. You got a pink Peter. I'm red. I'm the same color. Pink Peter, the pumpkin pussy eater. He's pink Peter, the pussy eater. Hey ass, motherfucker. Yeah, take a deep breath. Go ahead, Superman. Oh, you're killing me. But my thing is, is that <laughs> what you know, I can't be everywhere. So mm-hmm. my next thing is now producing shows where I'm not a part of it. Putting everything together and making it work. So now, hey, you know, if you guys are really down, I get I start using you guys. Guess what Kelly is? I was just gonna my that, that's what I was producer, hold up, stop. But that's what I was just gonna say. Is now I can talk to Kayla one day and be like, hey, do you guys want to be a part of this? I need somebody to run a show. Right. Kayla knows how to run Zoom. Now still keeping it now 100 is part. Now you pressure on her. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I, yeah. only thing I know how to do is show up where they tell me to be. That's all I know. Jay, you do a lot too. I'm just, I'm just, I'm. When you be, I don't work you know with what? cis non cis white men. I only work with non cis <laughs> white males. Jay, I got no room for you. I'm sorry. Damn. Honestly, what what, what Jay has going on? I'm not, I'm not breaking the rules like this prison yard fucker. What Jay over here. has going on? What he be going through, like mentally and all of his stuff that he deals with. He might as well be I black. can honestly say, there are times when I know he's reading that text. Like I'm just not feeling it. Nah, I'm not into that. Let's do it next weekend. I've had my moments where I call him and be like, I'm not feeling it. And we go back and forth. But when we do them, you've been consistent, you've been consistent all this weekend. Wow. So you do a lot more than you think you do. You being here is just enough. How did I start a political riot within the show? You didn't start a political riot with us. (laughs) We a family. Everybody that comes to this podcast is family considerably. And unless you fuck up and we no longer consider you family, then you got to go. But other than that, everybody that comes over here, we treat them as such. And that's how it goes. He's that's gonna what real is. Tomorrow. He's going to be like, that yeah, nigga wasn't shit a, talking watch, about Watch me. my timeline. Yeah, yeah I know tomorrow shit. I'm going to be oh, commenting ass. on some shit, laughing, I'm not, try, I'm not trying to calm his ass down, too. Now, see what you put on my shoulders? God <laughs> yeah. damn it, Dante. <laughs> this is nigga really shut hey, up. Let alone on her shoulder, because she does even more. I got an elephant memory. I don't forget shit. So you talked about my beard. One, going into this podcast, and you talked about my height. So just be looking for something. Oh, Jesus. I saw your beard's patches. It takes a long and time for that message to get all the way up here. You've just, been consistently talking about my beard. It's, it's just patchy. not Mr. Anonymous or this guy that just 
came over here and you're well, cheerleading that was just the this, whole goddamn time. That was just this guy? Go, Superman, go. He's short. <laughs> I'm pretty Hercules, sure I was shouting that out well before this show. You're my co-host. Don't make me fire you again, Jack. Fire me. Make me please fire me, bro. We can do a whole segment of you getting fired too. Let's please do it. Motherfucker, just fire me, man. That's why I, I just want to go. Santa Claus hat. I'm about to go to the Thompson Twins and take us out. Anything else you want to say, Mr. Superman and Caleb K? You've been quiet this whole you damn time. What is going on over there? What are you doing on the phone? I was looking on Amazon. She's doing some, yeah, trying to buy some she's shit. Amazon That's what shopping. she's doing. We can talk to I'm her about stop buying Christmas, shit or that. Christmas she buys something every fucking day. Shh. Amazon Christmas shopping. That's the new what thing. What is wrong with hey, you hey, women? Hey, hey, I get That's it. my new challenge. What? I'm at the 30-minute challenge. <laughs> put your phone down for 30 minutes when you hang it. around people a lot. I can't do that for 30 minutes. Just put the motherfucker down, <laughs> turn it around, don't check it, hang out. When's the last time you did it? How about that? What's the last time? No, you I haven't checked my down. phone the whole time we've been on this damn podcast. You're on the podcast. I'm talking about what time in the day, in the day no, and time. When not, do you pick your phone now? Turn it around. I haven't checked my phone the whole damn time. So my phone's been on you. Oh, you son of a bitch. When did you take your moment? <laughs> when did you get, like, your own moment? And that's my comedic moment in so life that's, right So I now. think that's what I'm working on. Is, uh, take time to yourself. That's hard right now, right? Once a month, I've been going somewhere. Um, I went to Ocean Shores a couple weeks ago. Got away. Don't look at the ocean. I guess that's the hard part. Like. I took I took I took a friend a companion because <laughs> it's car going by yourself. Suits, what you do? Not nah, fucking you, son of a bitch. I'm either suit man or I'm sweatsuit man. One or the other. I'm either in sweats or suits. Yeah, I was in sweatsuits. But you got to get out. You know, my biggest thing is going for drives. Um, with what I'm doing now, you drive around Seattle and I'm delivering different places, and I just catch different views of Seattle. A little nooks. There's a little park on Queen Anne on Aurora where you can sit and see the backside of Seattle, and it's all lit up that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Not Cary Park, but actually on the other side of yeah. that hill. I don't yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Right off I of Bigelow. Exactly yeah, there's a little. It's a little hill park down to uh, Taylor Avenue. I sat there myself. And I saw it during the day, and I was like, "This is gonna be like," and then just. Like this, like listening to different Feel types music. of music, Feel going music. to, I listen to 80s this music, I, I listen music. to all kinds of music, you know what I mean? And then really just trying to be, I've had more conversations with people that can give me that compliment that Jason has. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to those people that I really am inspiring, um, talking to people, creating new friendships. I think the hardest thing we do is we stay in the same circles with the same group of people and they're not really the people that see you, value you, or see what you're doing. See, and broke, so it takes getting in front of a... I broke out of that this, absolutely. Last, this last year and a half. I broke out of that same friend circle that was, honestly, if they see this, I don't care. Very toxic. Mm-hmm. It was a very toxic friend group. That I remember I didn't, you I, telling me that too. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't realize it was so toxic till last year. And I had to break free of that and just start... Exploring new things, and I'm glad I did because I started doing the YouTubes, the podcasts, TikToks, even for me. Mind you, this is his vision for me. And that's that's what, what that that, but that's you. also what it takes is having right. people that see what you see. Yeah. Even if you don't have the vision, they can see it. Mm-hmm. And when you're not seeing it, they can see well, it for you or mm-hmm. carry you or support. Like I've been breaking down mentally because I don't have my kids. Mm-hmm. My birthday's coming up. My mom's dead. The holidays are coming. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. And my friends are like, "Dude, do you know how much you're doing?" I'm like <coughs> at least once a week, a different person tells me I inspire them in a different way, mm-hmm. off of my struggle, my strength. My passion, my drive, what I'm doing—that keeps me going. I think your drive is that. That, but that's the—it's hearing that 
You don't hear that from the people that don't value and appreciate you. Absolutely not. No, you're right. And a lot of time, those friends that you have that have been friends with you forever don't really value and appreciate you. No. Mm. Mm. Because their life's where it's going to be. And you got, you got to start cutting those people out, which I did. I started cutting those. I started cutting those limbs. Like, nope, sorry, you're gone. I, I appreciate you at one point, but you changed, and you just you don't appreciate me anymore. You started. Every time I went around, you were toxic. Like, why am I going to be around you anymore? Like even like Kayla, I'm pretty sure she's oh Dante's grown up. This is cool. <laughs> you, know what, you, know what, you know what the challenging part for me is? is I run towards that toxic shit because I care. That's the only reason why I do. But that's but I run towards the so toxic stop. shit because I care. Who do you I care can. about more, yourself or other people? And that's where you two got to start working on. Absolutely, yeah. But I think I care too much to. Like, what I just I say? I what do you what care you more about yourself or other people? Or if you start I caring care. about yourself. You gotta, but it takes you a minute. Us. It takes you a minute to realize. Well, you that. know, I'm 38. And you're like 27. So I mean, <laughs> he's 38. 37. I'm glad, I gave you a I'm compliment. See, so I gave him the a podcast compliment. now, and so the Thompson are almost over. I was trying to help you out until the song was over, but now you just fucked up. <laughs> Shout out to Superman Productions, man. For real, Dante, Appreciate it's been a pleasure it. having a conversation. Thank you, Jay. Of course, nice my co-host. Ribs Robbins, you can find each other on Instagram. Yep, Ootman. Hey, check out SoupmanComedy.com. SoupmanComedy.com. K to K206, right? Yes, that's right. See, I got to finish her words for her. That's right. And I'm TP Guest. You already know where you can find me at. The host with the most.